Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. to be happening a little bit at home too you, ha- you have to actually be kind of taking them to Jesus and you dads and grandpas it's on you God's gonna ask you to answer for it primarily God is gonna call you to account for your children before anybody else and it's so simple if you just open the Bible in front of them for five minutes show them that you believe that it should be a priority Perhaps one of the greatest mistakes we can make as parents is in thinking that an hour of Sunday school is a sufficient Bible study. While it definitely helps, there needs to be teaching at home. As Pastor Robert will teach you in his message today, showing our kids the importance of Bible study is absolutely crucial. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast, subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 13 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Recently, Elizabeth and I heard from George Barna, and we've shared a little bit. We, we used some of his material and talked about it in our Tuesday night love lesson a couple of weeks ago. But one of the things that, that really grabbed me about what he shared with us from his research into the church in the United States of America is that our children growing up in church with Bible-believing, God-loving parents often still go off to college thinking they know the Bible when in fact they only know about 20 Bible stories, which are repeated over and over and over again. They know about Jonah and the whale, but they really don't necessarily know that much about Jonah and the whale, or about Noah and the flood, or about David and Goliath, or about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. No, 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 they, 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 know, they know the five-year-old version or the eight-year-old version or the 12-year-old version about those Bible stories, but they don't really know the Bible unless we teach it to them. And do you understand, we can't do that. We, meaning the teachers in the, in the back with the kids, we can't really do that in an hour and a half on a Sunday morning. It has to be happening a little bit at home too. You, ha- you have to actually kind of taking them to Jesus, and you dads and grandpas, it's on you. God's going to ask you to answer for it primarily. God is going to call you to account for your children before anybody else. And it's so simple if you just open the Bible in front of them for five minutes, show them that you believe that it should be a priority. 
listen, guys, we need to be so careful that we don't fall prey to this same tactic of the enemy, that we become prideful about what we think we know and allow our misconceptions, our preconceptions to keep us in the dark. Point number two, pride also will produce unbelief. It doesn't just keep you ignorant. It produces unbelief in your life. Now, what is unbelief? I think a lot of times that's something that confuses us. That's one of those that we think we know and we don't. Unbelief. Well, it's not believing. No, not exactly. That's not exactly the idea. And I remember as a child being confused by it, and what confused me was I thought I understood unbelief until I read that part in James where the Bible says even the demons believe in God and tremble. And I'm like, wait, what? The demons are all going to hell. Yeah, but it says right there they believe in God. And apparently they're afraid of him because they tremble. So if they believe in God and they fear God, why are they going to hell? Why are they going to be punished? Something we're misunderstanding. Something we're not getting. What is faith? What is unbelief? Look with me at Hebrews chapter 3. Just briefly. I'm going to go quickly. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. The Bible says, Beware. Brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who having heard, rebelled. Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, Let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Do you understand what he's saying? The whole country, the whole nation, the whole people of Israel, they all came out of Egypt. They all followed Moses out of Egypt. And they witnessed miracle after miracle after miracle. The parting of the Red Sea, water flowing out of a rock, the, the, you know, the, that cloud of fire, that pillar of fire guarding them and protecting them out there in the wilderness for those 40 years, the cloud of his glory leading them every time they broke camp. And then every single morning, the miraculous appearance of manna. And I joke with you guys sometimes, I don't get manna in the backyard. You know, I have to go to the grocery store and buy stuff just like you. You know, the church doesn't just have this miraculous provision. Well, it is miraculous, but it's not like that. It comes through the people who are the church, right? But they had that. Every morning, they just had to go out and pick it up. It's just, you know, this incredible honey-flavored, nutritious, I just think of it like a nutritious Danish. That's what I think. Cinnamon rolls that were actually good for you? Yeah. Every morning, you just had to go out and pick them up. Wow. And yet, and yet, 
two million people, basically, who believed in the existence of Almighty God, suffered horribly because of their unbelief. Now, stay with me. We're not just talking about heaven and hell here. We're talking about life today. Do you understand? Many of you suffer in your life right now today because of unbelief. You're being ripped off. You're being shortchanged by the enemy because of unbelief. What exactly is it? We just read the definition. The writer of the Hebrews defined it for us right there in chapter 4, verse 3. He said, indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But, listen to this, the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Unbelief is knowledge of God, knowledge of Jesus that's not mixed with faith. It occurred to me a number of years ago, the Bible, Hebrews 11.6, gives us a definition of faith that most people seem to miss it. And they come up with this nebulous thing, you know, faith, which is also biblical. It's in the same passage. It's just not a definition of faith. What is faith? All oh, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. And I, I'm, it's like that doesn't help me a whole lot in, in really understanding what is Faith, But in that same passage, he tells us that faith is believing that God exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You want to understand what, what, what true faith is, what biblical faith is? It's believing in the existence of God and in his character, that he's good. That, as we've been talking about with the young adults group on Thursday night, that he is love. I told him this past week, I said, you know, that's, that's like the fundamental of, of our Christian faith. You want to know how to, how to walk through life fearlessly, fearlessly, no matter what you face, you, you have the peace of God. You enter into the rest that Hebrews promises. Let me tell you how to do that. Get it worked down deep inside you that God loves you. We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Matthew. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. 
For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David, and thank you for joining us today to study Matthew. Join us next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.